Welcome back to another episode of Dear Nina, Conversations About Friendship. Today we have what I think is a really interesting topic. Of course, I think they're all interesting topics. We got a question from somebody with kids. Well, actually, I don't know if they're teens or older than teens. Definitely not little kids. She discusses how you can stay close to your own friends if you aren't talking about your older kids' issues with friends anymore. And we'll dive deeper into that. But it is a really big challenge, I know, for me. And and I have to imagine friends of mine where we're so used to telling each other everything. And then all of a sudden, once your kids get old enough and they don't want their information shared, or it's really just too personal, and then you sort of feel like you're keeping secrets. So we're going to get into all of that. And I'm really excited to have a local guest with me, a writer, Rebecca Prenovo. She is the mom of two daughters. She enjoys reading, writing, and listening about all things related to parenting tweens and teens. She's the author of the Mom Walks series, a women's fiction series that follows a mom and her two best friends as they navigate the trenches of parenting tweens. And I have to say, she is my fourth Rebecca on the show. I don't know what is going on with the Rebeccas, but Rebecca, welcome. You are Rebecca number four, and I have a daughter named Rebecca. So we are in good company with the Rebeccas around here. Yeah, I think I just listened to one of your la- latest podcasts and you guys talked about how you both had Rebecca's as daughters. So I'm honored to be your fourth Rebecca. Thank you for having me. And especially thank you for hosting me in your home in this wonderful podcast space. I think uh, listeners might be amused that we've never met in person. We only know each other from Instagram. And we were talking about doing this episode. And I said, do you want to do it online? And we can use Riverside. That's just what I use with most guests. Or you could come over because I have this new studio and Rebecca was up for coming over. I think that's pretty cool. So we're sitting across from each other. This is the first time we've been together in person, but it is kind of like we knew each other already. Yeah. And I'm almost positive we know mutual people because this is a small Western suburb area. And especially in the writing community, I'm definitely positive that we know mutual people. We must. And Rebecca has two kids, like I said, and I have four and my younger two are the same age as her too. So yeah, there's got to be some overlap. Mm -hmm. All right, Rebecca, how about I read the question that we got? I'm so glad you're here to help me with it because it's a hard one. Dear Nina, friendships are such a support network for us as parents, especially when our kids are young. And there are so many commonalities as we figure out feeding and diapers and daycare. It was easy in those days to look one another to look to one another for guidance and support and advice but it really gets trickier when our kids become adolescents and teenagers and young adults. Questions of privacy come into play. Our kids will have bigger challenges we may not feel comfortable discussing, or we know our kids would not want us to violate their privacy by talking about them at all beyond the most basic details. The issue is that's easy for these holes in information to come between friends and to feel like we're withholding or to feel like we're keeping secrets from a close friend, even if we really feel we have no choice. How do we keep this private information about older kids from becoming unbreachable gaps? How do we keep that closeness while withholding something big in our family's life? How can we establish new boundaries without compromising the friendship or hurting a friend's feelings? Thanks, Laura. Of course, Laura is not her real name, but I love to use a name because it makes it easier. Rebecca, when you saw this letter, what were some of the things you thought of first? This was a super intriguing question, and I've never really thought about it from this angle because I just assumed that everyone that has kids about my age is going through something similar, having that awkward feeling of not being able to maybe tell all the specific details to their even their closest friends. 
And maybe it's just acknowledging that among her, you know, close friends, especially if they have kids around that age or older, that you still just cherish their support and concern and want to lean on them. But you're all kind of working in this new tricky ground. And I almost think if you acknowledge that and appreciate that about each other, that the friendship will actually get closer because you're all trying to navigate it while being respectful of your older kids' privacy, that it's sometimes not your news to share. Right. You're not quite at this one stage yet, but I I have a junior in high school. And so I see this a lot. This is a good example to use as college admissions because it's a little less you know, sticky in terms of like a real crisis going on. It's just an issue of like personal information. Maybe if two friends say to each other, you know what, let's just not talk about where the kids are applying. I noticed that some people are really open about it. I'm used to being really open about everything. But if my son were to say to me, mom, I really don't want you to talk about where I'm applying, I would probably have to really get used to that. I hate to say it, but I'm used to you know, I wouldn't ever share something someone told me not to share. I lean more towards being open. And so that's a big thing going on in a family's life, going on college visits and where your kid's applying. And it can be really uncomfortable in a friendship if one person's sharing and the other person says nothing. Then maybe it is not the worst thing for two friends to say to each other, this is going to be a topic we just can't talk about. But I guess it's in the case like that, both moms are going through this at the same time. Like they're both dealing with college admissions. And so like what happens when somebody has a kid who's going through depression and anxiety, which seems like half the kids these days. I mean, really, it's it's a real problem. Is that something you can talk about with your friends? You know, I think you can say we're going through some struggles right now and keep it pretty general, especially, you know, if your kid is older and they've told you specifically they're not comfortable yet with you sharing information about them. And then just say, you know, I, I appreciate your support for when you can for when I can tell you stuff and that I appreciate your understanding for when I can't. And I think if you, I just got to believe my friends would understand that because they're going to be in similar situations, even not if it's their kids. Sometimes you can't share everything about your spouses or your parents or finances or whatever. And it's your friends want to be there for you and meet you where you're at. So I think if they're good friends, they're going to understand and they've probably been in a similar situation. But I do think if you're open about it, then you can also get creative about other ways to talk about some of those sensitive topics without making it specific to your kid. There's so many opportunities, you know, bringing it up like even I've listened to a podcast and they were talking about depression. You know, what would you guys do if you were in this situation? What if the kid did this? Not what if my kid did this, but what if a kid did this? Where would you guys go? What would you do? What do you think would help? And to make it less personal, but still be able to talk about it. And you can say you've seen things. I mean, I belong to a couple of parenting Facebook groups and you can say, hey, you know, on this Facebook group, another family was dealing with this issue. What would you guys do? You know, or have you ever heard anything that works or where would you go for resources? So you can still use each other for support and encouragement and perspective, but not have to make it about your specific kid. Great advice. See, I'm so glad you're here because I wouldn't have thought of that. And that that is like you can talk about a more general could be anybody, but still it's something we're all dealing with with kids this age or maybe you fear that you're going to have to be dealing with this issue eventually. So you want to collect ideas. And and I I like what you said earlier too, about just letting a friend know, hey, we're going through some struggles. I thought that was really well said. It's, It's not specific, but it's specific to the fact that like there's stuff going on. It is going to affect like how much you feel like talking to your friend and 
And maybe um, sometimes I'll like be on a walk with a friend and one of us is going through something and, and we'll say, you know what, I just, I'm like, have so much yucky stuff going on. Like, let's talk about you. And, and hopefully that friend will be game for that. Everybody has stuff that they can talk about and they pick up the ball for a little bit, but you have to be willing to do that in reverse. Like, meaning if you have a, if you're not wanting to talk about stuff, I think you have to be understanding when a friend doesn't want to talk about stuff, not take it personally. We got a response on the Facebook page. I have a Facebook group called, not page, I always say page, I mean group called Dear Nina the Group. And I'll preview the topics on there. And I wrote this one. And I wrote it, um, I didn't share the actual question from Laura, but I put it in my own words. And I basically said a lot of what I said here, which is that I tend to be an open book. I struggle when I can't share stuff with friends. I feel like I'm keeping secrets. One listener wrote, I'm also usually an open book, but I, along with protecting my kids' privacy, find that I'm trusting fewer people with some of the very important issues my kids are facing. And I don't think it's necessary to share all information in order to maintain a close friendship. I share certain things with only my husband, therapist, and a few friends who I've met outside my family and who don't have any judgment or skin in the game. So she, she brings up a point that I've actually talked about in an entirely different episode with my mom as a guest, because my mom is very private. She's like the most private person. And I always say, I think she would be kind of horrified by some of the stuff that I'm open about. It's not like I say everything, but she says like nothing. So there's some 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 balance in the middle there. But I like this listener's point that you can still be close friends without sharing everything. Like, you don't have to share everything. And I liked what you said about, it's not just about our kids, finances, our you know, partners, and different information that you, you don't need to walk around sharing in order to be close to somebody. Exactly. Do you think, um, thinking about maybe somewhat younger kids, do you think parents sometimes avoid bringing stuff up in a competitive way? So there's like keeping your kids' confidence. That's like one thing Laura addressed in the question. But I, I want to broaden the topic a little bit. For example, finding certain sports teams or if your kid's a theater kid and they're trying out for a play, do, do parents not say that, you know, Blue Water Theater and YZ is having open auditions or something? Like I wonder sometimes if people withhold information in a less in a privacy way and more in a competition way. You know, one thing I've... I feel kind of lucky about is a lot of my really close friends who are parents, their kids are not super close with my kids. And so I wonder, you know, some of my daughter's friends, like on her sports teams and stuff, you know, I could see that maybe happening there more or like in a situation like that more. I haven't experienced it, but something like that where your friend, your friend group is parents of your kids' friends group, I I could see that being more of the situation. Yeah. And most of my really good friends are not, they don't have kids who are part of my kids' friend group. So I think I've maybe avoided that. I'm sure it happens, even with the college admissions. Yeah, I was thinking I can college imagine. too. Especially within a high school. So if, you know, they say, I mean, I don't really know what the number is that you know, a certain college may only take X amount of kids from one high school and then from another high school. So if you have friends with kids at a different high school and definitely in a different state, it's like maybe easier to talk about where kids are applying. But if you have friends with kids in the same high school in the same year, maybe that gets a little bit more difficult because in some ways they're actually fighting for the same seats. In an ideal world, we would all just accept that it's really beyond our control. Yeah. It's almost yeah. beyond the kids' control. Well, it is beyond the, they do the best they can and then send out their application and hope for the best, but it doesn't have to be kid against kid, but I could see how it would feel that way. Yeah. 
I mean, so far, my experience has been super positive where if people know about certain, you know, even just camps that you can go to or different things you can do to help academically, it's always like, hey, did you hear about this? Or did you see this sign up? Or, you know, it's been a very positive, but maybe because the positions have been enough where it doesn't feel like it's a competition. Yeah, it's nice when that's still the case. I, I'm still feeling that way. But now that the, my oldest is 17, I'm I'm like ready for it to switch a little. I'm ready because you're right. There's what you're talking about happens a lot, which is wonderful. And it's how parents of kids the same age become friends. Like we've talked, a, I've talked a lot about in the podcast, that is a great way to meet people is through your kid's school and sports and different things, because you are in this collaborative time of life. It kind of like Laura said in the letter, like, what's the daycare we should go to? What diapers are you using and we that's the village that's the it takes a village and then all of a sudden that the village starts to fall apart a little either because of scarcity or like we're worried about scarcity or back to the main issue um privacy now i want to read you something that i well no i'm not reading it to you i'm going to summarize it for you i had a vague memory when i got laura's note i remember years ago reading a dear abby like i love advice columns obviously there was a Dear Abby question more from the kid's point of view, like an adult kid's point of view. She really brought up this idea that her mom tells her own friends everything. The mom has a circle of friends and the daughter was writing to Abby saying, you know, I really don't feel like I can trust my mom. I tell her that I'm pregnant and all of a sudden my mom's friends know I'm pregnant before my own friends know. Or, you know, I tell my mom anything and it's like the whole community knows that um, I had, you know, a cancer screening for breast cancer and like I haven't told my own friends. She was real specific like that. And Abby said, which is not, it's not the real Abby at this point, whoever is dear Abby, whoever's behind dear Abby these days, said, it's no surprise. She said, stop telling your mom anything. And I think that's what we're trying to avoid. That's what, that's what Laura seems to understand and the, who asked the question. Like she seems to already get in the question that we can't tell our friends everything anymore. And it, it's kind of, there's a sadness to it because the cautionary tale is that Dear Abby letter where the kid, the adult child feels like, well, I can't even trust my mom because she's using my information to sort of give information to her own friends, maybe to feel closer to them or I don't know. That's a, that's yeah. Weird. This actually popped up on my radar a couple of weeks ago. One of my favorite podcasts for parenting is um, Lisa Damore. So funny. I like that one too. I really like that one. Yeah. So a couple episodes ago, she had somebody write in and it was something about, they found out something about her friend's friend was in some trouble and she wanted to reach out to that friend's parent to let them know. And before I listened to the episode, I was like, of course, because I would want my friends to tell me if my child was in trouble. I need to know that. And what Lisa said to do just like turned my whole world upside down. She said to go to your own child first, because you want to protect that relationship, kind of like how, you know, that person who was pregnant informed their mom and she was worried about sharing. As a parent, if I just go around my kid and go to another parent and tell them something without going through my own kid, I violate my own kid's trust, and then they'll be less willing to tell me something. So instead, she yeah. recommended you go through your kid and you say, hey, I found this out. It's a serious situation. How do you want us to let that person's parent know? And then either your kid can tell the parent, your kid could talk to the friend who 
promises they'll tell their parent, or the kids could say, yeah, I want you to talk to their parent. That's really good advice. And to give our kids a little credit for yeah. being able to be part of the problem solving. And to just maintain that. I just, I love that she always comes from the standpoint of the kid and how you want to protect your relationship with your kid as a parent, but also be a good friend to your friends who are parents. Yeah, that's great advice. Recently, I was a guest on Jill Smokler's podcast, She's Got Issues. We were talking about friend breakups and the way friendships end. And one piece of research I shared with her, I'll share here too, is that our friends tend to change every seven years. Like your closest, closest friends will hopefully stay your closest friends. But we have these friends and acquaintances that do tend to change every seven years. Obviously not every single one, but in general. And so this idea that you would possibly damage your relationship with your kid for someone who may not be in your life seven years from now, 10 years, 20 years, uh, that you would damage your relationship just when you think of it that way, it's like bananas that you would even consider. Yeah. But it is hard. It depends on the age of the kid. I've definitely had my kids collaborate with me sometimes on how to handle something. And that that's great advice from Lisa. She also gave a piece of advice I heard on a different episode that now that I couldn't do this, but she said that she won't be friends. I wonder if you heard this with her kids, uh, friends, parents until they've graduated or something. Oh, so you know, funny. Something along those lines. I hope I'm not misquoting her. She tries to avoid it for kind of some of these issues, but you can't always avoid that because that's how you make friends too. I mean, we don't always get to all be so choosy. Yeah. It's good to have a mix because then you kind of find out different perspectives. Some that are sort of in the same trenches as you, but some that are outside or maybe have a different type of perspective. Yeah, that's perfect. Exactly. I think you just let it, let someone know that they don't need to tell you everything to and that you're there either way. For yeah, sure. Like I'm always here. I think that's great. One thing I would like to suggest to everyone for our better friendship goal of the week is to think about, especially if you have kids that are getting older, and I think a lot of my listeners do, is to think about ways that you can feel close to your friends that don't involve an exchange of information. So it's not necessarily doing anything this week. It's just thinking about it. What are ways that I can feel close to my already close friends, that isn't an information exchange. Because that is a way that you do feel close to someone. And that's not a bad thing. Like if I was doing an episode about how to get closer to a friend, I probably would say, be vulnerable, be open, share things about yourself. But that's why this was such a good question, because there is a time and there is a subject, there are subjects where that's just, that's, it's a deal breaker with your own kids, your own spouse, maybe other friends, maybe you have a really close friend that is going through something and you like want to get it off your chest, but you can't repeat it to another friend. This is hard stuff, but I think we came up with some some good things. Rebecca, I really appreciate you being here. Now I know that you live so close. We'll have to get together again outside of this little tiny recording studio. I would love that. Thank you for having me. Rebecca, just tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on my website at RebeccaPrenovo.com. I'll have Rebecca's information in the show notes. I'm going to add her Instagram account, even though she didn't say it, but I'm sure it's linked on her website. But I'll have all of that. I'll also have a link to podcast we referred to with Lisa. What's her last name? Damore. Damore. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you to my producer, Dave DeLuger, for all his help on the back end. We, we go back and forth a lot, and he's extremely patient with me. So thank you. Dave, especially when I record in person, it requires a little extra editing. And as every podcaster says, don't forget to rate and review, but only if you want to give it five stars and a positive review. I don't want any negative reviews. So thanks anyway, if you were going to do that. And we'll see you in a couple weeks when our friendships are going well. We are happier all around.